This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. There you go. President Obama is quite proud his administration has avoided any major personal scandals. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know if that's exactly true. We'll get to that beginning right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You want to do something nice with your family for Christmas? May I suggest National Wreaths Across America Day? It is December 17th. Volunteers are asked to place wreaths in honor and remembrance at more than 1,200 locations nationwide. 245,000 wreaths at uh, Arlington National Cemetery alone. This is the 25th year that Wreaths Across America has tried to do this. They um, have a goal this year to place a wreath at every marker there. That is 245,000 wreaths. Um, They, as of this morning, they still have 145,000 wreath sponsorships that are needed. Each wreath is $15 to sponsor. Uh, And if you want to volunteer, there's 50,000 volunteers that are needed uh, at these locations. You can... um, Remember, honor, and teach. Go to wreathsacrossamerica.org. Wreathsacrossamerica.org and find out more information and uh, buy a wreath. Better yet, buy a wreath and then go help them put them out with your kids on the 17th of uh, December. Uh, See, there's so much to talk about um, here. I want to talk to you a little bit about the propaganda of the uh, of the left, uh, also the incredible statements that the the president, of course, doesn't have to go to the funeral now because he he did everything he could for Fidel Castro by saying glowing things about him. Uh, the press corps trying to get the White House, some in the press corps trying to get the White House to say you know bad things about Fidel Castro. Uh, no, White House won't do it. Um, and I want to talk to you about really subtle propaganda. Now, there is a story in the Washington Post that we're probably going to get to either today or tomorrow um, that happened over the weekend about Russian propaganda. And I really want to talk about this um, because we don't know who this website is that is um, ratting out the Russian propaganda. But for us to believe that it's not happening is pretty remarkable. First of all, is there anyone is there anyone within the sound of my voice that doesn't think that the United States does propaganda in the Middle East? 
that doesn't engage, that didn't engage in propaganda in the former Soviet Union, that didn't engage up until this administration, didn't engage in propaganda and uh, tampering in elections in places like Cuba or Venezuela. I mean, we all know we do that, right? You're alleging we've tampered in uh, sovereign nations affairs? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I am pretty wow. clearly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, yes. and I know you are too. You're out there on quite a limb. <laughs> quite a limb. Quite a limb. Everybody, both left and right, knows that happens. Yeah. And for us to believe that it's not happening here in the United States with Russia is absurd. Absolutely absurd. Now, mm-hmm. to the point to where... Uh, they are knowing accomplices? I, I don't know. And, and to have the Washington Post um, uh, make those charges, that, that, you, you should probably have a named source if you're going to make a charge like that. I'd like to be able to face my accuser if I would be one of the accused. I'd like to know who the accuser is, not some website that's shadowy in and of itself that won't release who owns it, who's funding it, who's involved with it, I I think that's pretty shady in and of itself. We'll get into that a little bit more. But I want to give you, anybody who doesn't believe that propaganda is used, and anybody who doesn't believe pictures make a difference, I have talked to you um, off and on, if you're a big fan of the show and you've ever heard me talk about the time that I went to meet George W. Bush in the White House, you'll remember that I said that I was walking in from the Roosevelt Room over to the Oval Office <clears throat> and George Bush was in the doorframe of the Oval Office with his hand outstretched to shake my hand and I was presented with a dilemma. Anybody remember what that dilemma was? I do, yeah. It was the, you wanted to look at a painting, I believe. Yes, uh, and I had never seen this Norman Rockwell yes. painting before, right? I'd never seen this Norman Rockwell painting before. I'm a big fan of Norman Rockwell, and it was sitting right next to the president. And I'm like, oh, man, do I look at him or look at the painting? I really want to look at the painting. Uh, and instead, I chose to look at the president and shake his hand and go into the Oval Office, which was wise. On the way out, I looked at the painting. Well, I've been fascinated by this painting, And I know where it hangs in the Oval Office because we had last year, we had the Oval done. We studied the Oval Office a lot before we decorated that and put that set together. So I know where that painting is and everything else. Well, that painting moved for a Trump visit. And I thought it was curious, but didn't think anything of it. Until the granddaughter of Norman Rockwell noticed it. Fascinating. George Bush had that painting right outside of the Oval Office, right by the door of the Oval Office. So it was the last thing you saw before you saw the Oval Office. And it's a picture, a painting by Norman Rockwell of the arm of the Statue of Liberty with a, I think it's a black man on scaffolding or, a, or, or what do you call those things that kind of hang down over the sides of buildings where you can wash kind of the, you know, you sit on the bench. Right, and the you, window washer. The window thing. washer yeah. thing. So as he's washing all of the torch, um, and it's to show the, uh, the African-American and the immigrant coming in and the Statue of Liberty and all that that stands for. George Bush had it on the outside. 
Barack Obama moved it and moved it to, if you're facing the, um, uh, the Resolute desk, it would be on the right-hand side. And he had it on the, just on the side, the right-hand side of the windows behind the Resolute desk. When he came to visit, the painting, which I believe was Martin Luther King, had been taken down and replaced with the Statue of Liberty and placed right in the camera shot if you were going to take a camera and take a photograph of Donald Trump in the Oval Office. You saw the black man cleaning the torch of the Statue of Liberty. Behind Trump. Behind Trump. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading this article by Rockwell, uh, the the, uh, granddaughter of Rockwell. And she said, look, maybe it's just me and only somebody like me who's fascinated by this painting, which was given to the White House by Steven Spielberg back in the 90s. She said, because it's my grandfather's painting, I kind of follow it. Well, because I love it, I kind of followed it too. I didn't put any thought into it. She did. She said, was that propaganda? Now, she happens to agree she doesn't like uh, Donald Trump and is a fan of Barack Obama. She's very, very liberal. So she happens to think it was a great thing. But her question was, if somebody moved it in the White House and you moved it for that press conference, and you didn't think anybody would notice. And you were trying to make some statement about right. about Trump and about immigration, Trump and, immigration. And, all that kind of stuff. She said, I noticed it. I got the message. Right. And I, wondered, I wonder if that's true. Because I do know that it was moved. I don't know when it was moved. I think I do it's know almost it was certainly moved. true. You know that's almost certainly true, (laughs) right? If they moved it specifically for that day, and it sounds like they did. I don't know that. I don't know that. We don't know when it was moved. When it was moved. If it was moved on that day, it was definitely moved. And if anyone thinks that people don't do that, you're crazy. And if you we do that, that we do that on television all the time. What's behind you? What's behind you? What's behind me? Yeah. You know, we, we, we do that all the time in set, television. Basic that set design. Basic set design. When you have somebody and you want them to look good, you put something behind them that adds gravitas to them. It or tells if, a story about them. On the other hand, if something b- behind you that's going to be in a shot is something that could be associated with something. Like, I remember a specific instance yeah. where there was a... I guess the swastika. It was at the museum. museum. There was a swastika behind you in Salt Lake City. Yeah, and you had brought in. uh, You had all sorts of historical uh, things to show everyone off, and you had one area of dark history. And one, (laughs) I'll never forget. (laughs) The visual is very funny in my head because you had somehow acquired some gigantic Nazi flag. Uh, No, this one. Yeah, yeah, they come right. from a, a collection from Brent Ashworth, Ashworth right. who's an, an amazing collector. So uh, the, the local media is there doing interviews with you, and I look over, and all I see is the camera, 
your face yeah. behind the your face is a giant like, Nazi flag. Like, uh, I'm like, Glenn, uh, you might want to move over here to do this interview <laughs> because really, yeah. obviously that's not exactly the dynamic you're looking for. Right. Even though it's obviously explainable, it's the visual. It's the same thing when we saw this with Barack Obama when he had magical halos over his head over and over and over again from the yes. media. They took him in the most positive light possible. Yes. And so there is a bit of stagecraft that goes into this. There's a lot of stagecraft. Now, it may, if it was moved three weeks earlier, we'll, we'll know. Before the election, we'll know it had nothing to do with that. But it would be interesting to track that information down. Because if they did move it that day for that picture, uh, you have to believe they're sending a message. Let me call the White House to find out if they did. Jeffy, you got a contact over there, Jeffy. Right? <laughs> you can call the White House. I mean, see if I can find that article from right in. Yeah, here it is, from Abigail Rockwell. And so um, just, just call and say, you know, you're reading the Abigail Rockwell and wanted to know when that Rockwell painting was moved. You don't actually think the White House is taking Jeffy's calls, do you? I mean, oh, I, no, the, White Castle doesn't cur- even take call the curator. The, the curator is a non. I don't know. White Castle will definitely take his calls. The, cur- the White House curator should be non-political, so should be willing to answer that question for you, whether they're still non-political or not. I, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, all right, our sponsor this half hour is ZipRecruiter. If you are a small business owner, I know what it is like. You are fighting for your life. You're doing everything you can to get your work done uh, and the work of your, your entire company and you're short-staffed. It's why you're a small company. You don't necessarily have an HR department. Even if you do, they're swamped if you're a small business person. This is why I like ZipRecruiter. We have uh, hired a lot of people uh, over the last few months, a lot. Uh, and we needed to fill some positions and fill the positions with the right people quickly. We used ZipRecruiter, where you can post 100-plus job sites with one single click. You can find any candidate in any city, any industry, nationwide. Then you post. uh, You've got 6 million people that will filter through that are already uh, responding and looking for a job. But then once you post... Within 24 hours, the people who are directly responding to your ad come in, you use their interface, and it allows you to sort through people, hire the right person uh, quickly without having to juggle all the phone calls and and emails and everything else. You do it all through ZipRecruiter, and you can try it now for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep. And I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. 
The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Are you in? Is anybody in the Christmas mood? I'm trying. Oh yeah. We put up the Christmas tree. Oh, our, yeah. My wife has got the house Christmas. Out. Yeah, we do too. We do too. I uh, we put up the Christmas tree. We got a we got a notice from our uh, community. Turn off the Christmas lights until Christmas until Thanksgiving. What? What? Uh, yeah. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. No. No, they were very serious about it. And, of course, Did with an you HOA, you can't argue. Reply can't argue. with get back. Is that a new rule, though? If that's a new rule, that's a different Those thing. Those aren't Christmas no, I don't lights. Think Those are my yard there, there were several people. We were, we were one of them. There were several people that put their lights up way early. I mean, we put our lights so? up. We put our lights up. <laughs> my yard lights, shut up. I want them in May. Shouldn't I be able to have my lights up this in America. May? It's America. Not in HR. Not in a... Not, I, well, not in a, if it's in their covenant that you agree to yeah. when you come into the neighborhood. Oh, I'm yes, sure there you're, is. You're, like, I, I can't put a flag up in my house. And that drives me crazy. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. Makes me want to buy the property behind my house, just outside of the fence, and put in the largest flag pole <laughs> known to mankind. But that would, I mean, but that would, be, oh, that, would that would be crazy. Right. That would be right. That would be almost wasteful but to do fun. that. But really, really fun. fun. Are we going to have? Are we going to have a like that a, property is for sale? <laughs> are we going to have a get together when we put up the flagpole? Well, if we ever do do that, uh, you know, just because it would. <laughs> if I put a flagpole. If I bought that property and put a flagpole there, so great. it would be seen throughout because it's on the high point of the, yeah. Uh, yeah, of the complex or whatever it's a called. A long way. It would be like a car dealership yeah. on the golf course. <laughs> oh, we got to have a bigger one than that. We've got to put a bigger one than that. A bigger one yeah, than the car dealership? Like those, those monument flags, man. That, I don't know if you've been to Texas, but that's what all the car dealerships yeah. have. That's yeah. the one thing about Texas is they like their flags. Oh, yes. definitely. They like their yes. flags. Definitely. Let me go to uh, Josh in North Carolina. Hi, Josh. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Good morning, Glenn. How are you, um, sir? I'm, I'm doing great. I wanted to uh, tell you a little, I'll make it quick, but a little story. Okay. I, um, a buddy of mine, I, I, let me start this way. I was a very, very progressive liberal, almost to the point of communism. I, I, I believe wow. everybody should be, you know, in the, the wage gap and all that stuff. So... A buddy of mine that I've known since I got out of the army, um, he he came to me one day and gave me your book and one of your books, and he says he said which one? You've got to read this, Liars. Okay. And he said mm. you've got to read this book. And I said, oh come on, really? And he, no, you've got to read this book. You'll you'll never believe some of the stuff that's in it. So it, he told me the first chapter to go to, and it was in August, so I can't remember to be honest what chapter it was, but. It was the the part of the book where it, it talked about how they help with prohibition, oh yeah, and how they put um, poison in the alcohol, yeah, to mm-hmm. find out That's the tracking story. routes of where it was going. 
Yes. So that, I, I read that, and my jaw hit the floor. And I, You looked it up, too, didn't you? You didn't believe it. I did. It. Yeah. And I, the day I finished that book in three days, it was, the most, it was the most amazing book I've ever read. And I said, I've got to do more research on this, and I've got to find out who this Glenn Beck guy is. So I went to YouTube, oh, and I searched your name, and I found a video that you did on the blaze. I don't know how long ago it was, but you spoke to a guy that was an alcoholic and you talked to him about, um, some, I forget who said it. Uh, it was to Peter Carr and oh, yeah. the, the statement was set reason firmly in her seat and questioned and question with, the, with boldness, the very existence of God for if there is a God, he must rather honest questioning over blindfolded fear. I will never forget that statement. Because that mm. statement brought me to Christ. I was an atheist before that. Holy cow. And I will never, wow. ever, ever So be you were a communist and atheist? atheist. Yeah. And how long ago was this, Josh? I, I got that book on August 15th of this year. Of this year? Yeah. Wow. I, vo- I voted for Barack Obama twice. I'm sorry, but I did. Wow. Holy and cow. I would have voted, voted for Hillary Clinton with, with vigor. However... I've I pulled the lever for Evan McMullen this year. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you didn't and even I go. Have never, wow. ever. Oh my ever. gosh! I saw. I, I'm telling you, I want to be as serious as I can with you, Glenn, because this is a dream of mine to speak to you since August. I have never, ever realized the difference. But I thought I thought all conservatives hated me. I thought conservatism was hate was complete hate until I listened to you. I, because I read that book and I and I did research and I found out what the blaze was. I don't go anywhere else for my news. I listen to the blaze every morning. I found out who Doc Thompson is. I listen to That's Doc great. Thompson. I listen to you every single day. I got a subscription on the blaze now. Wow! I've turned my Josh. life around because of your book. Josh, I want you to hang on for just Fantastic. a second. Um, wow! Thank you so much. May I say one thing? Do not use The Blaze as your only news source. Read everything you can. Question with boldness, even what we tell you. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. North Carolina to hold on because I think this is a fascinating story. A friend gave him a copy of my book that came out this year called Liars, which I think is a very, very powerful book um, to share with progressives um, because it's it's all history and it it takes you through and shows you the progressive movement. Really, uh, at least some of the supplemental stuff um, that you can find online goes all the way back to Martin Luther. I mean, and Josh said he was progressive. He was an atheist. 
And this helped turn him around completely. Yeah, voted. I mean, first of all, the open-mindedness to go from that to where he is now is just amazing. Is amazing. That, that's astounding. Amazing. A lot of people won't do that because they guard no. They guard what they believe. Well, think about it. Is there anything... Is there anything that could turn you to a progressive? I mean, I I can't think of... If I lost my faith, so I would have to lose my faith that because my faith teaches me that all men are created equal and endowed by a creator with certain inalienable rights, so they have their right to live their life. I'd have to lose my faith that you that, yes. that everyone has a right to their agency and a right to screw their life you'd really up. have to believe in force right you'd yes. have to believe you'd in, have to believe you'd a have to believe that and, uh, rights don't come from god mm-hmm. and then you'd have to believe that global warming or you know people are so stupid that they're going to destroy everything so we have to fix so this. we have to fix this we have a right to take away somebody else's right to fix that yeah that that would change me <laughs> That's a tall hurdle. That's a t- that's a tall order. Yeah, uh, Josh. Yes, sir. So I'm 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 curious. You read that one the, that one chapter, then you went back and you read the whole book, right? Yes, sir. And what was it that was challenging you? What was it that opened your eyes or made you say, "Wait a minute, if this is wrong, then maybe everything else I believe is wrong." What what? How did this happen? Well. First, it was the fact that I had always heard the statement of, I believe it was Stalin, that said, in order to make an omelet, you got to crack a couple eggs. Yes. And I never really took that to heart until I read your book. And I realized that it was true that by hook or by crook, a progressive will get whatever they have to get done, done. And no matter what wake stands behind them or who stands in front of them, it doesn't matter. And what you were talking about just a second ago, if I may, I don't want to veer too far off. But what you were talking a second ago about, you know, what would make you progressive in your face. The first question that came to my mind, because I, you know, when I read that book, I was awestruck. And I said, wait, none of this fits without something making it so. What I mean that what I mean by that is, you can't have these rights if they didn't come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I read. I I, I said, you know, there's there's got to be somewhere this starts. So I read. I went and got a pocket copy of the Constitution, and I said, let's start from the beginning. Jeez, Josh, do you realize how remarkable you are and rare? I mean, you are just so <laughs> rare to a have the open mind. To be, be willing to challenge the things that you hold dear. To see, then go do the actual work but see, the yeah. thing is, is remarkable. The don't hold those things dear. But that's the problem, is mm-hmm. that they don't know what to believe in. So they believe in nothing but the state. That's what I was. That's where I was. I had nothing to believe in, Glenn. And then... I said, okay, these rights come from a creator. And when I read, when I watched your video, I said, I have to find that creator. I have to find where this all began. And I went and I grabbed my, uh, my uncle's Bible, went over to his house, and I said, I want to read this. 
So I started in the beginning, <laughs> and I challenged myself every day to read a chapter, and I couldn't stop. Wow. And I, I've read all the way through the Old Testament, and I'm almost all the way through the Gospels. And I, I wow. can't stop. I just, it's, I now know that the state is not the Almighty. And I have something now that I can believe in that's not going to, that's not going to tax me into oblivion. Josh, I want to meet you someday. I, I want you to hold on. I want to get your name and address and everything else. I want to, A, I'm going to send you an autographed copy of the book. I might send you some other books, too, that are not necessarily in mine, but you should read. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with you, really impressed with you, Josh. Congratulations. Thank you. Can I say one more thing, Glenn? Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate all the time. Thank you so much. But there's one book that I read after all of these books that done the most for me. And it's kind of obscure. Not probably most people have a lot of people have read it. Most probably haven't. It's Atlas Shrugged mm-hmm. by Anne Rand. So you <laughs> a lot of reason, man. You yeah, went to Ayn Rand and Atlas. Serious Shrug. homework. Do you have wow. a life? Do you have a job? Yeah, How did I you get through? Life. How did you get through Atlas Shrugged, the Bible, and the Bible? Liars. Well, to be fair, <laughs> since August, so I'm, not, I'm not all the way through the Bible. I, yeah, to be fair, I'm he's not finished with the Bible. <laughs> yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, That's just true. the Old Testament and most of the Gospel. <laughs> well, because, oh. and, and the reason is is because I don't sleep. Um, but I, I, I mm. when I start something, there's a drive, a challenge to finish it. Holy cow, Josh! And, you and I are so much alike. You remember, Pat? This is the way I was. Uh-huh. Once I got onto it, I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop. You're right on Atlas Shrugged uh, too. Uh, however, do yourself a favor, Josh. Read Anthem. You are going to love Anthem. I I would bet until the very end. And when you read the last couple of pages, then try to put together. What you're telling me about the rights coming from God and then Anthem, because she's an atheist and she has a very, very different point of view. And I, Anthem is one of my favorite stories. It's easy. It's not Atlas Shrugged. It's easy. It's quick read. Uh, you could read it in a day. Um, but uh, it, it, it throws me every single time on the last, the last page. And it's good um, mental gymnastics to do. Josh, thank you very much. Hold on. I want to get your uh, name and address and, and a way to contact you. Um, I appreciate it. Wow. Go, that's, a, that's, that's a lot of work you in, are in, gonna, in a few months. That's amazing. That gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, that's great. That gives me a lot of hope. Uh, let me go. <laughs> One guy from North Carolina. Judy in Pennsylvania. Hello, Judy. You're on the Glenbeck program. Hi, guys. Merry Hi. Christmas. Merry that, Christmas. That Thank you, dear. That last gentleman was a walking, leaving, living, breathing exemplar of you never know where your life is going to touch somebody else's. Hey, can I tell you something also, Judy? Yes, dear. A walking example of don't ever count anyone out. Absolutely. How many times did a friend approach him about 
God, about uh, politics or whatever, and always a dead end until a friend hands him, in this case, my book, and says, you have to read this chapter on liars and look at what that did. Don't ever, Pat counted me out on God a long time ago. And now God calls me and talks to me about how much he really is disappointed in Pat. But that's a different story. (laughs) So, so Judy, go ahead. Well, also, he's also an answer to one of my prayers that, and I've been praying for people like him, that the scales would fall from their eyes. Mm. And that it would be the start of a third great awakening in this country that you're always talking about. What I called to talk about was that for the first time in a my life and my husband's life, we voted third party Wow! this past presidential election. It was a split household. I voted constitutional party. My husband wrote in Evan McMullen. How do you, how are you feeling, Judy, about, because I know a lot of people and, and, and I do, I have a lot of hope that I'm, what I'm seeing, you know, is, is, you know, is he's putting things together that, that, you know, things are going to be good. I'm, I'm cautious. My prayers are with him. My prayers are also that the pastors who convince their congregations to vote outside their con- their comfort zones were actually will actually be proven right. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm confused about the Romney pick for secretary only secretary of state only because I think he's misused in that miscast in that part. I think he would be more useful to everyone uh, in in the Treasury, because this is a man who mm. reads Wealth of Nations for fun. <laughs> yes, uh, but he's okay. also he is also a uh, pretty big progressive. Mitt yeah. Romney and I, you know, there's no love lost between us. Um, yeah, uh, I, I respect him a great deal, but he is a very big progressive. Um, I so. I'd rather not have a progressive in the Treasury. I, I, I would rather not have a progressive at all. But yeah. um, the person I would like to see as Secretary of State is John Bolton. I'm interested mm. to see, to know your reaction to him. I, I love John all, Bolton. I think he would clean out the, the swamp in, 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 in uh, the state oh, uh, department. I think John Bolton would be fantastic at that. In fact... I think he might be the most qualified. If you're looking to drain the swamp, mm-hmm. um, he might be the most qualified to drain the swamp in uh, the um, uh, the State Department. He he gets that uh, entirely. However, there is a problem with John Bolton on on one front, and that is how does he work with Donald Trump? Really, how does Giuliani? How does Betrayus? It's funny because every every candidate that's been listed for the Secretary of State position were, were all passionate supporters of the Iraq War. The yeah, and I don't think John can't. John Bolton. I, I can't imagine and the biggest supporter yeah, of the, the biggest. Iraq War. And 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 so I don't know how he fits with Donald Trump um, on that. Um, I'd like to know his position on Russia, Betrayus. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're yeah. all strong on, I mean, all of these candidates are, would be, I would think, strong on Russia, Do you uh, think- against, against Russia. And it's yeah. like, well, it seems to be in, in direct, you know, disagreement with the president of the United States. And not to mention, 
it wasn't like Donald Trump said, hey, I didn't agree with the Iraq war. He said it was the biggest disaster this country has ever done in the last like 100 years. I mean, this is not a man who was just like, ah, yeah, Iraq, maybe we shouldn't have done it. He, but you he, can do, I mean, we were for the Iraq war. I'm not for the Iraq war now. I mean, there could, you know, you can also you say. you think John Bolton has changed his mind on that? I don't. I don't know. I would I be surprised. To we'd, we'd have to, I mean, we've had him on the show before. Maybe we can have him on again. And, yeah, we should have him um, on. Because I don't think he's changed his position on whether the Iraq war was. See if he can get John Bolton on tomorrow or something. Yeah. Gentlemen, uh, I, have, I have two more questions. Yeah. Um, I've not seen or read anything where it shows exactly how third parties did this past election, besides the fact they lost fabulously. I was wondering how Stu, because I really thought this would be an election for them to to kind of... Yeah, they blew it. They totally blew it. Yeah, they blew it. All of them? They blew it. Uh, Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, libertarians did better than they ever have, right, Stu? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, uh, there's a lot. That, I mean, they're going to—I mean, John Johnson would cheer the fact that they got, I think, what, four million votes, something like that? I mean, it was— uh, but they, I, I think this was the year for the libertarian to actually— well, They could have made serious— Serious inroads, but they— Yeah, about 3 percent. They were at 12, 13 percent yeah. for a good yeah, chunk Until of people found right? out who he was. Yeah. And it was a problem. Judy, thank you very much for your call. Now this— um, are you able to see if your home is safe while you're at work or while you're on the road this holiday? What about when you're on vacation? Simply Safe Home Security now has the new Simply Safe Security camera. So this allows you to see everything that's going on in your home. Um, but more importantly, at least for me, is if somebody opens up a door or there's the, if you have the glass break sensors, somebody breaks glass, the camera turns on, records, and then saves it. So when the police come, it not only dials the police, it then shows the police exactly what happened, what triggered the alarm. That is fantastic for everybody but people like Jeffy, who, you know, not saying is breaking into anybody's houses, but insurance fraud. But um, uh, there might be other things, insurance fraud, that are going on. Simply Safe will call the police. I'm sorry, what was that, Jeffy? Um, and will take the video and show it to the police. Brand new camera system, state of the art. You will not believe how inexpensive it is to protect your home the new way wirelessly with simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Glenn Beck. Mercury. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glenbeck.com. So, does everybody have their tree up in their house? Yes. A tree or more than? Several. Several. Mm -hmm. Several Several trees? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. When did that tradition start? I don't know. Because we have two trees, too. We don't have two big trees, but we have one big tree. Yeah, we have one big tree. All, like, you know, smaller trees around the house. That's interesting. I mean, the point is, I, I love Christmas, and especially after this last year, I am ready. I mean, 2016, even if you like the, the results of the election more than anything in the world, take everything else. It, it, it yes. sucked. It was a crap year, and I'm ready for it to be over. Mm-hmm. So I went to this place, I think it was Walmart, to buy my Christmas tree. 
I ran into the grumpiest tree salesman of all time. Of all time. I I have to share. It so 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 much so that my daughter said, Dad, why don't we just buy fake trees from here on out? And I, I mean, do you remember when you were a kid? You you didn't want the fake no, tree. You wanted the real one. You wanted the real one. No. Grumpiest tree salesman alive. Green Bank. Mercury. Okay. All right. Liberty Safe is having a huge Black Friday sale going on right now through December 2nd. You can save up to 500 bucks on big Franklin 50 Liberty Safe. Yeah, I got mine a few months ago, and I, as soon as I got home and, and put it in, and we started loading it up with our stuff. And I guns. told you. And you said it, and you said uh, it a million times. My first complaint, yeah, I didn't get a big enough one. Yeah, I, I happens every it's, time. It's already it is the small. number one complaint. In fact, I think the only real complaint that Liberty gets, yeah. I should have bought a bigger one. Yeah, it becomes a conversation point of the whole house, too. When people come over and visit, they ask about oh, it. Oh, definitely. I mean, oh, yeah. Because it looks so great. It really does. I mean, not only are put they them in their practical. living rooms. Yeah, they're nice. Liberty uh, Black Friday sale going on right now to December 2nd. Go to LibertySafe.com. You can get additional savings by typing in the name Glenn. That's with two N's, by the way. Oh, boy. Discover the peace of mind that comes from owning your own Liberty Safe. Go to Liberty LibertySafe.com and save big. It's LibertySafe.com. LibertySafe.com. Go there right now and save.